Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts coming at you. And, of course, we got... Wait a minute. Where are they? Well, Breezy is having some oral surgery. So she's not going to be able to make it today. That's that's bad. She's recovering at home, not eating. Yeah, I sent her a text, check on her earlier, and she said all we can do is dream about food. Oh, that's that's so sad, especially coming from Brie. I feel so bad with a piece of pizza in my hand as I say that. Yeah. So that, bad. That was kind of mean. She's going to hear this. Yeah. Well, you know, a true friend stabs you in the front. That's true. That's true, I suppose. But, like the trooper he is, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru. The Professor Richard R. W. Hoskins, the third Esquire. Esquire in the house. My God, that smells good. What is happening in Denver, Colorado? That's what I see. That's that's a it's kind of a normal one. Yeah, you know, um, I'm running out. There's only so many like odd named cities in the United States, and. Uh, uh, yeah, something. Shout out to Denver. There's probably more people in Denver than Frog Stick. So, you, <laughs> you know, think the likelihood that there's people that actually listen to us is probably a little greater there. So, I heard Frog Stick is growing. Yeah, I made that up, but Leaps I'm, I, I, I guarantee you we can Google it and it's a real thing. Oh, I'm sure. All right. Me and you both are in the collector car hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Bad subject. Yeah. But. I want to do a show, and I think this is a good one with me and you at the Reigns. I think so. Talking about the collector car hobby at every price point. Because it is. There's literally, you can come into this hobby at any budget. It is. Uh, I mean, you know, if you want to run and drive, then obviously you got to get to a couple grand at least. But there's something cool for $2,000 out there. Yeah. I can think of something pretty cool for about 2500 bucks right now. If anyone wants to uh, message me, we'll talk about it. <laughs> It's a Daytona Z. But anyway, but like I said, you know, and, and that's the thing I like about this hobby. And and the thing that's the cool part about this hobby is, is that $2,500 car, that $25,000 car, that $250,000 car, you're still just as much in the game. They mean the same to the owners, no matter which one we're talking about. Exactly. And usually the guy that says, oh, this is my turd. That's his baby. Yeah, yeah. He's so, just playing. He's just playing tough. When yeah. Richard says it, he means it. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it a lot the last few days. <laughs> but that, but you know, in the words of my old man Richard, that's hot rodding. I know, I know. That's hot rodding. Um, what we're talking about, I blew up my car over the weekend. So any sad sighing reference that you hear to uh, my hot rod, that's why I broke it. Well. 
this is the thing. It was just a bad weekend. The cruise in, the event we did, Smokehouse 29, went great. Oh, it was awesome. Had a great, great time. Weekend. And they're naming a sandwich after me. That's pretty cool. First the burger, now the rib sandwich. The McRob. The McRob. <laughs> I love it. But but the thing that's cool about this is, is I mean, the event went great. Had lots of great cars there. Lots of cars we don't normally see, and I love it. Yeah. Great turnout. Weather was perfect. But it seems like it all went downhill. Richie Cunningham blows his car up. The event trailer, we're there, and we're, we're shutting down for the night, you know, breaking everything down. And a door, a concession door on the event trailer, slammed down, hit Bree in the back of the head. And if she didn't have hair like Beyonce, <laughs> she probably would have been dead. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that. My God. Was... That was that was bad. That scared me when I seen it, because I heard the thud. And the first thing that came to my mind is, man. Trailer door's bent. Second, I started thinking about... It's shaped like Bree's head. Yeah, exactly. That dent's never going to come out. But, all in all, though, it went really, really good. And I'm glad a, Breezy's okay. Breezy's yeah, okay. Yeah, she, but, she, had, she had a small bruise on her head. That's all that matters. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. And man. the trailer door was unscathed, by the way. Okay. Cool. For anybody's concerned. All right, yeah. Uh, I know that's probably whatever it was. What's, what's on everybody's mind. I can see the messages popping up on Hot Rods and Happy Hour Facebook page now. I'll be like, so how did that door go? How's that door doing? Is the door okay? Is the door all right? True food, guy response. Food was good, too. It was almost worth blowing up my car just to get some ribs. I want to tell you something. That, I had a barbecue sandwich. And barbecue is one of those things. I don't think I've necessarily ever had bad barbecue. Nah, it's like pizza. But it was really good barbecue. I thoroughly enjoyed my ribs. Uh, that was probably the only time I'm going to pay about $5,000 for a plate of ribs. <laughs> it's like I want to set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> for the Daytona Z to keep it alive. Hey, man, I won't, I won't argue with you. <laughs> help, Richard. I might even contribute. For, for 35 cents a day, you can help keep the Daytona Z running. We'll get a little Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. Uh, all right, we've definitely covered the low end here. Uh, but no, seriously, if, if you've got, you know, this isn't going to be probably your daily driver, but... If you happen to be in a position where you got twenty five hundred bucks and you want yourself a toy, there's cool stuff out there. There's for that. way cool stuff out there. And this week on Not Rising Happen, we're gonna cover every price point from the bottom to the top and just tell you some of the things you can get because I think some of these things are gonna surprise you. And and, and that's something else. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe even kind of help you talk a spouse into saying, Hey honey. Rob and Richard said, hey, we can get this. There you go. Don't always shoot for the stars right off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't go Barrett-Jackson quality right out of the gate because that's going to get you shot down every time. Yeah, you got to get a puppy before you have a kid. That's right. It's like Casey Kasem used to say, reach for the stars, but keep your feet planted on the ground. That's right. That's right. Don't be going just because you think you can box. Don't mean you need to step in the ring with Ali. That's right. But there's a lot of really neat cars out there, a lot of really cool ones out there. Like I've been, I was kind of combing through, going through our little price ranges, and I'm like, man, like like some of these were like really kind of shocking to me that they haven't hasn't shot up yet in value. It would be a awesome car show cruiser from way back. I got an idea. What's that? Craigslist challenge, but you and I have different price points. Who finds the cooler car? All right. What's your price points? I don't know. We'll decide that as we go along. That'll work.
I'm game. You I'm, and I will each have a different price point. It doesn't matter who's higher or lower, but we'll each have an assigned price point and see who finds the coolest car. See, the thing is... I know what you, yours is going to be. If you give me low, you know what it's going to be. If you give <laughs> me high, I'll buy 10 of them. It doesn't matter what the price point is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's either a low-mileage C4 Corvette or a high-mileage. Take your pick. You know. It either leaks or it doesn't. Exactly. Well, they all technically leaked. <laughs> If it's got a target top on it, it leaks. I promise you. But anyway, but I think this is a really cool subject. And I mean, I think this is a lot of food for thought, too. Because a lot of people are scared of this hobby because they don't think they can afford it. That's true. That's true. And, you know, being cool isn't about how much money you spend. Being cool is about being cool. That's what I'm saying. Um, You know, and the young man with the Celica on Saturday. Yeah. He parked his car at the end of the parking lot. He said it doesn't belong over here. He parked that thing and everybody crowded around When's it. When was the last time you seen a 90 Celica? 98? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, this was a clean little car. Yeah, it was. It was a very nice car. I mean, it was an extremely clean little car. And you see what imports are going for. You see the Acura Integra that rolled across the block at Barry Jackson. 65 or something? No, granted, that was an extreme low mileage and, it was. and whatnot. And it was also, it had the Barrett Jackson effect. Uh, I watch it as I'm bringing a trailer. They are bringing 45 all day in that condition. But this one had the, you know, I'm on national TV uh, yeah. adjustment to it. But, you know, those Type R's were very popular cars. Yeah, and everybody beat the crap out of them relentlessly, or they all got stolen. Everybody <laughs> stole them. But I had a guy come to me recently with one was wanting to sell it out of Florida. And, uh, I mean, his was a 100,000-mile hundred, car, and he still wanted 12000 for it. That's how far. That's a steal today. I'll tell you. Maybe I should have bought that thing. All right, guys. I'll tell you what. We got a quick commercial break. We're talking about collecting cars at any budget right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, and we're talking about collecting cars on a budget. And, you know, when you're talking about finance and, and, and prices, who else better to have in the studio then Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru. Let's bring it back home. What's up, Upstate? I hear you. All right. So I got a good one for you. At $5,000, what kind of cars? What, what, do you, what would be your first car in that 5000 bracket? I don't even want to say this. Do Not you, in front of you, but... Uh, there's always the obvious. Um, I'm not going to say the C4 Corvette. Uh, you know, you can still get your SN95 Mustang, 5-liter Mustang. Yeah, you can You can, you can, get do, you can even one. get into a Fox, but there's still going to be the You can get into a Fox, world. but I think at five grand, i would go ahead and go for the SN95. I think you'll get a better car. You're going to get a better SN95 than you are I'll be honest with you, the SN95 was just a better Fox, it, in my it, opinion. It, well, yeah, it is. It's a better car. I mean, it's not as legendary, uh, arguably. It, well, looks are subjective. I think they're both cool. I've owned both and would own both again. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's just the SN95s haven't taken off. You get you a nice new edge GT for five grand. Well, and that's the thing about the new edge cars. And it's only a matter of time the values will pick up with them. I believe, honestly believe the new edge cars are more popular than the SN95s ever were. I do too. The, uh, the one thing I like about the SN95s, I tell people this all the time, the SN95 Mustang, four-wheel disc brakes, mm-hmm. five lug. Yep. I mean, it's just there's a lot of advantages to it. They were a better handling car. They were. They were more comfortable. The interior was a lot nicer. Way I mean, nicer. 
anything is subjective when talking about those two cars between the Fox and the SN95, except I'm not even going to listen or entertain anyone that says the interior of the SN95 wasn't nicer. For sure, for sure. What that, like the the Fox bodies had that that tweed cloth. Yeah, they had the tweed cloth. Uh, they had the hard plastic dash, which I mean, SN ninety fives did too. But at least theirs were like didn't look like. But Legos. it was like the dual cockpit style. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they were they were kind of cool. The door panels formed into it. It didn't look like a four year old pieced them together. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. All right, how about the C four Corvette? That's hey. a no brainer. I never would have thought of that. But I mean, you think about it. You get into a nice 85, 86. You can get into a great starter vet. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the thing about the the, the early vets, I'm not the biggest Crossfire fan. I know, Richard, you see it a little different. Yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, an 85, 86 vet, you know, those are nice cars. TPI, L98, hard to beat. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to take an L98 over a Crossfire. I just, I'm not going to say that the Crossfire is a terrible vehicle. It's not horrible, it but I mean, most of them have a carburetor in their place now. I don't know why. I really don't. I, I mean, I hear they're problematic. It's just I've spent a lot of time in one, and it ran great, and I beat the heck out of that thing. Like the one good one in the world you had. It made me like it. It was the prototype. <laughs> it was. Uh, and I've heard all kinds of wise tales about how to make a crossfire injection run better. Like there's a divider plate between them and you take that out. Or Yeah, well, and I like underdog stuff. Uh, you know, I'm the guy that wants to build a 305 TPI to just like smack up on LT1s. I'll tell you something, a 305 TPI matted up to a five-speed, especially in a GTA, those things would fly. Trust me, I know. I know for a fact it will outrun a 454 SS pickup truck. I know for a fact it would run door-to-door with a 91 Corvette TPI with an engine built by Joey Carty. Because mm. I've done it. Joey, we're going to need you in again. here to prove this. We're going to need, uh, I, think, I, think, I think Richard's Joey telling knows lies. That. Nah, Joey knows that car, I'll tell you. T- talking about Pontiac 305s outrunning Corvettes. All right, it's getting too deep here. We're moving on. All right, moving on. Third Gen Camaro. You can still get a pretty good. I mean, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna buy an IROC. You're not gonna get a show car, but you can buy a cruising car. You can. You can buy a decent car. You know, just a 305 throttle body car or something like that. You know, like your 92 35th anniversaries, or was that 25th anniversary? 25th yeah, you anniversary. get. Yeah, you could get a nice V8 RS. You know, for five grand, I don't want to see the V8 RS that costs more than five grand. Well, I'm with you there. They were they were lackluster at best. But you know what? They still look cool. They had um, the look. They made them in purple. That was awesome. That was cool. Always like the blue ones. I wanted my mom in 92. She was looking for a new car. And uh, my mom was like, oh, that purple Camaro, that's really pretty. I was like, yeah, mom, you know, I'm getting my license next year. Apparently, that was not the right sales pitch because we ended up with a gray Lumina. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that really don't even compare. Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't ex- nearly as excited about that. You're telling me the Euro 3.1 didn't do it for it, you? It wasn't a Euro 3.1. Oh. It was a 3.1. But, but it, it wasn't the Euro. <laughs> it had, like, hubcaps. Oh. So, the uh, I got a funny Camaro story for you. You remember Glenn, the tall guy that went away to Hampton? Yeah. He had one. Yeah. Blue. And he's this dude's, like, seven foot tall. And he drove, literally, he's seven foot tall. And he drove one of these cars. I mean, that's just going to show you right there. We have them for all sizes and budgets. 
There ain't no car that's going to be comfortable when you're seven feet tall that isn't an SUV. But those things do. The seats go back really far, and you sit super low. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. t- if you got T-tops, which I'm pretty sure his did, if I remember correctly. Yeah, did. There's no headliner or anything. So, I mean, yeah, you're driving with your head tilted, but you, it's look, all good. you look cool doing it. You should be driving that way anyway. One that's hand it. on the wheel, got the gangster lean. Exactly. No choice because, you know, your <laughs> neck bone won't fit. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, all right, how about the little import cars? Uh, there's a lot of them, a lot of them. Um, we, you and I were talking about during the break, Del Sol's. You know, Hondas are going nuts right now, but Del Sol's really never got the love, so consequently, you can still buy a pretty nice one for not much money. And those are some good-looking cars, even fixed up a little bit. I liked them. Uh, I liked them there new. I think the worst thing that Honda did here was to call it the Del Sol. It's kind of like the boy band of cars. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's hard to sound. Like, could you imagine Dom from the Fast and Furious rolling up in a Del Sol? Well. Uh, Yo, Dom! <laughs> is that your soul? The Del Sol's got $100,000 under the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where? <laughs> but. <laughs> Preludes. I was having a moment. Preludes. Preludes are nice cars. And I'm going to tell you one. something. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find a nice one for a five. They're going up, man. Uh, you, can get an, you can get an okay one for five. Now, nice ones are jumping up. How about your old SLs? Like your old 320s and stuff. You can pick those cars up. And those are sexy cars. Yeah, those are, well, they were what rich people drove when they were new. Well, And, and, and now so, they're classics. Well, and now the cool thing about those cars, though, is... That they're just good-looking cars. Like, they stood the test of time, the look has. They did. They're genuine, classic Mercedes now. And the cool thing about those is not in every case, but in many cases, they were very expensive. And what do you do with something that's very expensive? People took care of them. Exactly. And they're at the bottom of their curve. Right now. Absolutely. So I'm telling you, I mean, these are these are money making cars. All of them are. They're all going up in value every yeah, day. And you're gonna have fun with them in the meantime. And, you know, in this bracket, they're all in that slump, but they're on the way up. I'll tell you what else is up is these commercials. Every time, guys, stay tuned. We're talking about buying a collector car on any budget, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. One zero six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and we got Richard Hoskins in the studio, the professor and the numbers man himself. What is happening to our friends up in Omaha, Nebraska? Woot for Omaha, somewhere in Middle America. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about collector cars on any budget, and we've been talking about five thousand dollar cars. We left off on a little SL Mercedes, and we're talking about those cars really have stood the test of time. But Richard's when he's on break. Brought a really good point. You know, talking about the SL Mercedes, uh, body style you're talking about right now is one of the steals of the centuries, but take a look at the body style before it. The ones that they made from 74 to 89. Those things, you Those know. Those W130s. W130, the tank. Probably one of the best cars ever built. Every time I see those cars, I think about the, the TV show Dallas. I think about Hunter. Remember, remember that's the one that Pam, like she drove into yeah. the tanker truck and it blew up. Every cop show in the eighties, like the either the hot older woman or the bad guy always drove a SL. Well, you know. But like you were saying, man, you used to be able to get in one of those and drive cross country for thirty five hundred bucks. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, those cars are bringing crazy money now, especially nice low mileage examples. Yeah, like ten times that. So you know, it's possible if you get the right car. In a couple of years you could 
basically buy your way right into the next bracket and then some. Yeah, just take care of it, use it sparingly, and uh, wait for it to take off. You know, your $3,500 car might be a $35,000 car. Well, you're in a whole different class now. Your toys just got nicer. Yeah, one. I mean, you know what's weird? It might be the age difference. Those cars are okay. The the W130s. I love the chiseled ones. The 90 through 2000, what, two? I think it was 2001 was the last year. I think 2002 was the year they changed. And the yeah. ones that don't do anything for me whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't like them at all. The the That's the last of it for me for SLs. Yeah, they just, ever since then, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're wonderful cars, but that was the last, like, real, this is the last one with the manual. Yeah. Uh, they didn't make many of them at all, but they did actually. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, you got to think about the SL Mercedes was known as a sport light when they came out. We're talking in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's kind of more sport luxury. It's, it's, yeah. it's way more luxury than sport. Yeah, and I mean, every new car, well, I don't want to say that, uh, to a degree has lost that driver's car well, mentality. technology, I think, has done a lot of that. I'll tell you something else, though. You know, and I, I will feel a little secret. I'm a diehard Corvette fan. Everybody knows that. You serious? I know it's crazy. When they were building the C5, you know, the C5 was originally supposed to drop in 1993. Mm-hmm. But I they kept it, you know, just kind of making the C5 better, changing a few things and whatnot. They kept the C4 around for three more years because it's the best car ever made. And, but they wanted to make the C4. The number one complaint with the C4 Corvette was the ride. And do you know what GM execs drove in nineteen in between ninety three and ninety six to build a car to compare it to? Probably the SL. The SL five hundred. Yeah. So the C five Corvette, the way they drive, and if you've ever drove both, they drive a lot alike. I know this for a fact, and I'm not going to say why, but an SL five hundred Mercedes from that era, and an LT one Corvette from that era, and a drag race. It's the better driver. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, a five-liter V8 Mercedes, they're fast. no joke. Yeah. I was in the passenger seat of one with a beautiful young model that was driving uh, against my brother in his LT1 Corvette. Richard, and, uh, you live a life. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Were you throwing caviar at your brother when you drove by? No, but she did throw money on the floor and say, help yourself, Richard. I swear to God that happened. Okay. Beautiful women, <laughs> racing Corvettes. <laughs> Throwing money on the floor. Pinch me. I must be dreaming. Yeah, it was a pretty cool day. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would probably, I'd probably write that one down. But Just throwing money on the floor. Honestly, if Chuck's car wasn't a six-speed, if it had been an automatic, I think that he would have probably taken her. But with it being a six-speed, he couldn't pull on her. I mean, you know, I know that six-speeds used to be faster. But, I mean, well, there might have been a little bit of uh, partaking involved beforehand. But uh, he couldn't pull on her. That's crazy. I mean, obviously, the Mercedes was an automatic, but those things are fast. SL500 is fast. I like the old 320s because that old, the old six and those things, those things are tough. They, they are. They're good torquey motors. Uh, you could get a five-speed with them. That's, again, good luck finding one. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't. that's one car I wouldn't care to have a five-speed, I don't think. I think you're right. I agree. I mean, you know, that's something, you know what? I love the removable hardtops. You just drop the top, drop it in gear, ride. That's yeah. an ice cream car from way back. That's like the hot date car. That's the thing that drives me nuts on uh, sites like Bring a Trailer. Like Everybody gauges their level of being a car enthusiast by saying, oh, it's got to have three pedals. Some cars are better as automatics. 
Really and truthfully. And I, I love a four-speed car. I love a manual transmission car. They are fun to drive. But you know what? Some cars are just fun just to cruise in. I don't want to drive it's one every day. No, I wouldn't either. Um, like that. No, like Porsche 928 or something like that. I'm fine with an automatic. Well, most of them were. Yeah, most by far, yeah. Yeah, moving up in the ranks and keeping it in the German cars. How about the Porsche 928s? I think it's one of the most beautiful cars ever made. Um, What's the first thing you think of when you think of a Porsche 928? Risky business. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Driving movie. it off a dock. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Rebecca. Rebecca. What was her name? I can sure see her. But, What's that? Uh, Rebecca De Mornay? Is that her? Maybe I don't know. You may have to correct us on that. Like I said, I can tell you what she right looks like. Well, I can tell you exactly what she looks like vividly. Yeah, but. Remember, it was like it was on a dock or something, wasn't it? It rolled yeah. off the dock or the, the dock he, collapsed. He got to, like, he went to the pier or whatever, and, you know, they lean up against the back of it, and he's flossing in his dad's Porsche, and it was in neutral or something, and or it came out of gear or something, and it started rolling, and it rolled down the dock and into the lake. Oof. Don't you know? And that was a very expensive car. It was actually supposed to replace the 911. It was, but it, it, that didn't take at all like 911 people traditional Porsche people they were having none of it well the 928 V8s now they were very expensive cars to work on yeah they are and that's why I'll probably never own one but um, they, they turned out it turned out great that they didn't replace the 911 because it's a different kind of car it is totally it's a it's a GT car it is but a sexy car There's, oh, I love the headlights yeah the headlights, the headlights cool. make it for the me the frog eyes I love it that and what do they call the wheels of like phone dials? Phone dials, yeah. I love, <laughs> but they call it like what Tello Roto or Roto Tello wheels or whatever, something like the name. I love those. I just wheels know them as phone dials. They look so cool, man. I they love did. those wheels on the cars. old 911s, but uh, I think it was about, I think they were the best looking ones up until the GTS, the last ones when they got like bulgy and aggressive and oh, had yeah. a fat 17 inch, you know, five spokes on them. But the early ones, they were just tasteful, just. Beautiful design. I think that was a Giorgio design, if I'm not Giorgio. mistaken. I thought they made pizza. That's DiGiorno. Oh, not um, bad. I'm probably saying it wrong, too. I think it's G. I can't even spell it. How about 944s while we're still floating in the 5Ks? I love 944s, man. They have a personal place in my heart. 944s are not a bad car. I think they're, also, they're one of the best handling cars ever made. You know, they're not the fastest thing by any stretch of the imagination. No, nah, the turbos are on there. They'll run on pretty good. Yeah. And I want to tell you something else. You know what's crazy? And you can find them in the 5K if you look. Boxsters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a, that's a new that's a new classic kind of thing, and I'd stray away from an automatic one. Yeah. Or but you're starting to see those cars drop like a rock in price. Stay away from the years of the IMS bearing problems, uh, unless you know and have written in documentation that that's already been repaired, mm-hmm. or your $5,000 Porsche just became a $15,000 Porsche. Oof. And when it's done, it's not going to be any better than it was when it was a $5,000 Porsche. Uh, so what was the deal with the IMS bearing thing? I forget what it stands for. It has something to do with something in the crankshaft, but... There were certain years in the late 90s and real early 2000s where it was kind of like the block on a Cadillac North Star. Like, it was either going to break or it wasn't. But if it did, it was a real big deal. Mm-hmm. And Porsche never did an actual recall on it, but Aftermarket stepped up and they made a solution. The Aftermarket always fixes the problem. But it's one of, you know, those are crash motors. And if this problem happens, you just exploded your motor you know and the thing you know you're talking about the north stars that's another good one 
Eldorados. Alantes. Alantes. That's a sexy car. Still under ten grand, you can get a nice Alante. Shoot, five grand, you can find a nice Alante. Yeah, you can find, you can find a pretty good Alante. Four nine or North Star. Which way would you go with your Alante? I'd be fine with a four nine. To be I honest. like them both. You, I'm a North Star man. Yeah, I am too. But two piece block. I don't like that. The four nine is solid. That's not a hot rod either way. No, it's and not. It's plenty of power. The 4.9 was a good V8. The North Star's a great V8 when they're maintained properly. Right. The water pumps. The, the big thing about the North Star is an all-aluminum engine. And it's got a two-piece block. So when they get a few miles on them, you're going to get an oil leak with them. Yeah. And it's and basically like the block is sealed together with silicone, which is crazy. But they're, they kind of got a bad rap. And the Lantes are just a great car. Oh, I think they're beautiful. But you know what? No two-door cat like, like that's ever done with a flip. Any drop-top caddy, 80s, 90s, and beyond, never took off. Never, not yet. I tell you what takes off every time around here is these commercial breaks. Every time. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking about collector cars on any budget right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Richard Hoskins. What is happening to Cary, North Carolina, home of the late CarolinaRods.com, for which I used to be a moderator? (laughs) I was. I was Jet Black Tib. Oh, my goodness. You had a Hyundai Tibber on. I did. I bought it new. And you were excited about it. For about three weeks. <laughs> Until it broke. <laughs> <laughs> it broke before three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour, we're talking about collector cars at any price point. And we started out at five grand, and we're slowly working our way up a little bit. We were in the Porsches. Yeah, we are in the front engine Porsches. So, you know, you're still 15 grand for a good 928. You know, as long as you're not talking about like an S4 or a GTS or something, you know, the risky business on 28, you can still get in a good one that you can drive for 15. You can get them less than that. You can get them for less than that. And I like the 87 up better. I learned actually just this past week from a Hot Rods and Happy Hour listener, old Blake, schooled me on these things. 1987 up's what you want. If that's what you want. Um, I like, they're, they're better, they're better cars, yes. but the looks are completely subjective. I like the early ones. Um, the when you got into the '87, that was when it went to the S4. Uh, from '84 to '86 or '83 to '86, they had the S, which was kind of like the in the middle between the risky business car and then the S4. Um, the, here's the thing with Porsches. This is what I learned about Porsches when I first started learning about them. Buy the newest one you can afford. Porsches get better every year. Each perspective model. Just think, how long have they been making Porsches now? Uh, 70 years this year. And you know what? They're getting pretty decent at it, finally. Yeah, yeah. They, I, think they, I think they nailed it. They're getting close anyway. Well, they've always been. Any year now. Stone reliable if you take care of them. <clears throat> and that, that's a, another thing to think about. Before you go balling on a budget, um, think about what you're buying. 150,000 miles on a 928. Depends on the upkeep. Good maintenance records. You're fine. Time and built. You gonna drive it on the weekend? It's got new time and chain. That's got time and chain in that nine twenty eight. Nine forty four is the time and belt and water pump. Um, if it's if it's maintained, hundred fifty thousand. You're gonna use it on the weekend, take it on a mountain run occasionally, take it to some shows. Hundred fifty thousand, well maintained. This car's run hundred fifty mile an hour too. And up. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. A V8 Porsche for yeah. these kind of dollars. And when you get into like the last ones, the GTSs, 
I mean, you're 175, 180 at that point. Um, I know I've mentioned it before. I had a poster of a GTS on my wall when I was a kid, and it said life begins at 170. I believe it. Still true to this day. Yeah. Those things were tanks, too. Like They they don't get light. They get heavier. Yeah. Like They get sucked down onto the road. All right. So we're in that ten to $15,000 range. I got a good one for you. Hit me. Ten to $15,000. Late second gen Camaros. Yeah. And these cars are coming on strong. Yeah, that is the car that you... Se- these 77, 78, 79, 80 Z28s. Those are the cars that are going to be hot. The Trans Ams, you've seen what they've done. Yeah, they're yeah. not even in that bracket yeah, they're not anymore. That, you don't want a $15,000 78 Trans Am anymore. But, do you, I mean, can you nah. imagine? That, and they were gorgeous cars. I mean, in my opinion, I think the Z28s were prettier cars than the Trans Ams are. They're different. I like them, I like them both. Um, like, no, every, like, them both, like every I, Trans Am to Camaro. You know, everybody's got their favorites, but they're not the same. So, you know, it's not comparing one-to-one. The 93 up formula is the only time I didn't like a Firebird better than a Camaro. And in the... Yeah. Um, but no, the late second gens, uh, they, that's the one that you take care of it. You you know enjoy it for a few years. Sit on that one for a few years. You can move up. And there's some really nice ones floating around in that ten dollars to $12,000 range. There are. Because people that bought them and just you know drove them as fun cars, they're getting old. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to ride a Z twenty eight. It's time to get rid of it, uh, you know, or they're not driving. And those anymore. are some sexy cars with a fairings. I love, yeah, I love them. them. And, I love and them. The, what the like the triple stage stripes at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Uh, white with the blue. It's one of my favorite. That red with the orange and yellow stripes on the bottom. If, uh, if it didn't have the orange, um, I'd be with you. I'm all about it. Go Reds. Yeah, right. Red with silver and gray. I no, can they see did that. those two. Those were good no, looking that's, too. That's nice. They're okay. They even had a beige with brown stripes on it. It was the 70s. Yeah. Uh, that, I think, was part of a package, even. And may have been. I could be wrong, or maybe they're just a bunch of people bought them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that peanut butter chocolate Camaro. It's the I like golden brown package. Yeah, the, I like golden brown. They had gold ones, too. The gold Zs were pretty. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Give us another one, Richard. All right. We still hovering under 20. Yes. Um, I don't know. What country you like? You want to do another American? Sure. I don't want to get too far into, like, used sports cars. You know, I mean, we're into, like, you can get a C6 Corvette and all that. But, I mean, you know, that's too new. Um, I don't know. Grand National. You can still get an okay Grand National. You can National. get a nice Grand National for that. I'm going to tell you something else. You can buy a Typhoon, too, and a Cyclone. Ty- oh, you can get a nice Typhoon and Cyclone for that. And that's an excellent one. That that's is. a good one. Because that's a sleeper. Everybody's sleeping on those. Yeah. Until... You can't find them anymore. Also, they get picked over. They'll get hot. Yeah, but any of your turbo Buick stuff—that's that's crazy high. I think we're out of the '89 Trans Am uh, turbo at this point. GTAs are in that twenty-seven to thirty k range, and the yeah. nice ones are. You know what? I just thought about something. What's that? You know what? The forgotten classic. If you say what I'm thinking, because I just thought of one too, but God, the Ford Falcon. Wonderful, yeah. I mean, you're still, my, and that was my first hot rod. And 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 I'm gonna tell you something. For that fifteen thousand dollar range, you can buy a nice example. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, talking about a Sprint. Yeah, yeah. You're you're ready to go to the shows. Yeah, and that's a show car. Uh man, wow that that 
I don't know where my head was. Well, I do actually. You I know what it was? One. You were thinking about Porsches. That's why I wasn't. But I was. That's thinking, what's wrong with you. It's it's my age. Um, I was thinking about eighties cars. How about saline Mustangs, saline Fox bodies. Oh, all day long. Ninety three Cobras. Yeah, not the lowest mile example, but not yes. the best ones, but good ones. Good ones. Good ones. Good ones. Definitely good ones. The saline man. I think that's a sleeper right there. Two eighty one convertibles. Yeah. Yeah. Or saline, 281 salines. Tell you another one. Corvairs. Corvairs, uh, yeah. Corvairs, actually, we're back in the tens again. Yeah, yeah, and that's for... That's the one car that never took off, and I never really... I mean, they're just odd. I guess they're quirky. I'm into them because my friend Jay Repair had one, and his family had a bunch of them in high school. And they were cool, but, uh, you know... Pretty much anyone that you're talking to that's not into Corvair, it's kind of like Dodge Daytona Turbo Z. It's like, what would you rather have, <laughs> a Mustang or a Corvair? You know, it's, it's the same thing as why well, uh, Turbo Zs aren't worth anything. All right, Richard, clear your mind. I want to paint you a picture. All right. Bright red 65 Corvair with Z20, third gen Z28 wheels in red, lowered down. That's heavenly. It's a beautiful car. Uh, the second-gen Corvairs were very good-looking cars. I don't think anyone would argue that. Yeah, good-looking car. Anyone make a great clicker. And we're talking about a car less than eight grand. You can own oh, yeah. that car. Yeah, you can own a good one. And, I mean, if you can keep it running. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not terribly complicated. They're not. <clears throat> they had four carburetors. That was unnecessary. Um, and you can always pull them off, throw on a two-barrel or four-barrel. Yeah. Um, probably a good idea. Probably extremely good. That idea. was not an engine. 140 gross horsepower did not need four carburetors. No, no, no. no that was three too many. Yeah. So you, you can. There's there's things you can do that would probably make it a better car. Oh yeah. Well, and you're starting to see people fix them up, and they're really good looking cars. Too. They look good slammed. They do. The lower you get them, the better they look. Ralph Nader, even low, he doesn't like them. Tell you something about Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader don't like him. That's the kind of guy that hates clowns. All right, guys, i tell you what, we're talking about hot rods on any budget right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.